What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talk Yo Talk. You're back with Justin Henry, Marcus Graves, and in the building, we got Coach John Van Hooten. Legend. Who was good, my man? How you doing, dog? Oh man, I'm fantastic. I'm absolutely spectacular. Appreciate you guys <laughs> having me. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Yes. Oh, we living, man. man. We living, yeah. man. I know I'm I'm good on this end. Marcus all the way on the other side of the country, though. Yeah, man. I'm living good. Living good, man. Living good. Okay. Are you, yeah. still, are you still in Wisconsin right now? Yeah, still in Wisconsin. We leaving tomorrow for Vegas. So uh yeah, I'm in Vegas for a couple weeks and then back back to good old sack, man. Yeah, Vegas completely. for the summer league, man. We got we got that summer league popping, man. California class has been going on lately. You guys been tuning into that at all? Been tapped in, man. Been real tapped in. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot of guys in that thing. A lot of, yeah, lot, yeah. lot of, young, a lot of hungry, hungry dogs. You know, yeah. Some dogs, man. Well, I know Coach Hoop, man. You've worked with some of the guys there, right? Obviously, we want to talk a little bit about you too. Coaching, you you got some extensive coaching tree, man. Give us a little bit of, of your background before we get into this uh this talk about free agency and summer league, man. Uh, you know, I've been very uh fortunate to uh build relationships with uh some pretty good basketball players throughout the years. Um I've been coaching about 10, 11 years now, and I've coached all the way from youth, uh middle school all the way up to um, you know, doing the player development with some uh, pro athletes in the NBA. Um, and everything in between on the pro side, some guys overseas. Um, but uh, as far as uh, my most successful uh, coaching um, opportunity came uh, in Marcus's hometown in San Diego at O'Farrell Charter School. Um, I was able to coach a high school varsity basketball team to a CIF championship and a state hey. playoff berth. Hey, and, there it is. And uh, in that state playoff berth, uh, we, you know, we were blessed to play against Isaiah Mobley and Rancho Christian of Temecula in the first round of the state playoffs. So um, it was, you know, it was a very, uh, it was a very blessed time um, for that program. And uh, most importantly for me, um, I was very blessed to have an opportunity to coach those guys. And um, since coached at the high school level, I've coached at Cal State Northridge. Um, that's in the Big West Conference. Uh, the same um, conference as uh, Santa Barbara Long Beach. Um, not to be confused with the Big Sky, where Marcus, uh, you know, got yeah. buckets. But, uh, <laughs> I had the, the privilege of uh, seeing Marcus on the opposite side twice, once at his house and uh, once at our house, and uh, they're both dubs in his favor, so he got the best of them. <laughs> I was about to say, how'd that go? How'd that go? So, who before you get into, like, deeper into the college stuff, man, so you mentioned you won a state championship. Was that like with – you had just a dog team, right, just some elite talent? That was on that roster. You just had had some dogs, or what? No, so uh, that was a it was a, it was city championship. CIF is a city championship. We got a state playoff berth, so uh, we got to go to the state playoffs, which is uh you know it's not for everybody. You gotta you gotta put in work to earn it. Um, and my guys, uh, I had seven freshmen. I had the youngest team in the state of California, um, and we only had uh, we had we only had two seniors and uh, seven freshmen and a mix of sophomores and juniors. Um, youngest team in the state, like I said, and uh, we were practicing on blacktop. Um, and you see my son back here practicing outside. Um, that's where character. That's where you, that's where you get real character. Um, but I had a great group of guys that bought in. They bought in, and uh, you know we were practicing on the blacktop every day, and uh, they took care of their bodies, and uh, yeah, we we put it together. One of my guys is at Bethune Cook University, 
He's playing for uh, Coach Reggie Theus, Sacramento King legend, and uh, also one of my former uh, head coaches at the Division One level. He was my head coach at Cal State Northridge. So DJ uh, played for me. He's uh, he's over there, and um, I think he he's one of the only players, if not if not the only player, that's still actually playing basketball um, off that championship team. Um, but that but that tells you the kind of uh, teamwork and uh, culture that we were able to uh, to establish and uh, you know take home a championship. And it's really special because it was our seniors. Uh, it was their first graduating class in school history. And uh, I could talk on and on and on and on about it, oh, but it's our first uh, graduating class, and uh, you know our seniors walked away with rings and uh, and a banner in the brand new gym they just got. Took the young bucks, took the young bucks, and made them into men real quick, huh? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And still really close with a lot of those uh, a lot of those players, and um, you know I think of them like my first sons. Yeah, that's dope, man. And then that's and then so man. you said you went from there. That's when you went straight to to Northridge. Yeah, so I went to Northridge, and I did uh, four years at Northridge. One under uh, Reggie Theus, and three under Mark Godfrey. Reggie yeah, Theus, that's yeah. a throwback name, bro. He was dope. Oh, man. man. Yeah. He was a good Absolutely. player, man. Man, yeah, not I, even to mention Mark, you know, Mark Godfrey. You also had Mo Williams on the staff, man. man. Mo Williams, NBA oh. legend, man. Yeah. Bro, Mo, Mo is a true, true class act. You can't speak highly enough of him. Um, just a just – a, great human being real genuine person um but really talented at the same time it doesn't yeah. matter if golf kickball uh basketball baseball he can do it yeah, very athletic um but uh yeah he was on our staff uh two years with mark godfrey uh before heading over to alabama state and now he's at jackson state jackson state, uh, yeah, that's, state. Right. that's right and that's where dj is also in the hbcu um they're both in the swag um, but yeah, so Jackson State, shout out Mo Williams. That's Mo Williams bad. and Dion. Dion's there too. They, they got <laughs> yeah. some some, uh, some vets in the game, man. So you was at Northridge, man. What's uh how? Because obviously, man, there's a we know you got some NBA ties there, man. How did that all happen? Obviously, you did some work there at Northridge while you were there. Talk a little bit about how that transition kind of happened. Well, get, what going from high school to uh, Northridge? Saint Northridge, yeah. huh? Northridge on, man. All right. So um, I had the opportunity uh, to work with um, a young man by the name of Isaac Jacob. Um, Isaac is uh, officially Isaac. with the Pacers. Um, shout out IY. Um, okay. So Isaac's senior year, he was my head manager. And, uh, and he actually was working with the Sacramento Kings. So as I was transitioning from working at the college level, um, he was over there in Sacramento, and you know it's th this uh, business. Sorry, I got the trash truck. Um, but uh, <laughs> this business right here that I that I'm uh, fortunate enough to work in is a relationships-based business, and our platform is basketball. So uh -huh. based on my relationship with Isaac, I was able to rub elbows with him, and uh, and you know just keep just keep uh, just keep on keeping on. I'm gonna let this truck pass. Uh, you're all good. And yeah. that, that you mentioned a relationship business, man. That thing that's tough because I feel like that's a, a lot of things too, not just obviously NBA but life. But then that's how you get a lot of your breaks, man. And so you're saying basically it was just through who you knew is how you were able to kind of take that next level you were trying to take in your career. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, 
in my upbringing throughout the years of coaching uh, prior to uh, leaving CSUN, um, I was able to um, work, meet, um, build relationships with other NBA talent um, throughout my time at San Diego State um, and other pros. We, you know, there's a lot of pros that come out of San Diego State. That's where I did my undergraduate. Um, so, you know, it's one thing to get the opportunity. The other, the other part is being able to uh, maintain that opportunity. Um, and that's just based on, you know, being a genuine person. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of phony stuff that goes on in the world, not just this, this industry. Um, and, you know, it's all about being a genuine person, uh, first and foremost. And it's a relationships-based business, like I said, and our foundation is, or our platform is basketball. So, you know, you keep, you keep true relationships. So, yeah, Isaac, uh, you know, he uh, invited me up to Golden One uh, June of last year. And, uh, you know, I'm originally from Sacramento and I was able to hang out over there and uh, build some good relationships. And, you know, I had the opportunity to get in the breakfast club with, with MG uh, last yeah, fall. Yeah. yeah. Him and Jimmy, him and Jimmy get after it now. Uh, Coach Jimmy with the Stockton, uh, Stockton Kings. Great. Another great individual. You know, the head coach over there is Coach Bobby Jackson. And uh, now Jimmy, Jimmy's a legend in, in his own. Uh, you ever talk about Filipino pro basketball, um, you know, Jimmy's that guy. He's done it at the coaching level and as a player. So, um, but, yeah, it's just about being, uh, you know, a good individual. Yeah, and you mentioned relationships, man, but at the end of the day, you got to knock down the shots, bro, and it seems like there's a lot of success tied to what you've done, obviously – you went through the ranks pretty quickly. You talk about high school, college, and then now into the pros. Like you, there's a lot of talent that comes out of that. And you know, obviously, you've seen a lot of the guys. You mentioned Stockton. Marcus is part of that Stockton Sacramento group that went to summer league last year. Man, you've been keeping tabs on what's going on in summer league this year, or what? Oh yeah, definitely the California Classic just down the street at the Chase Center. Um, you know that those games have been. Uh, I wouldn't say competitive, but they've been uh, eye opening and. Uh, and it's, these kids that are coming up, or these young men, I should say, that are coming up uh, through the NBA and summer league and the farm system, as we call it the G League these days, um, they, they're really talented. They're pros. At the end of the day, they're pro basketball players. They're going to give you a bucket, and you know they're going to they got to come, you know, uh, suit and tie, ready to work because someone's coming. Someone wants their job, and uh, to see that level of competition. Um, we're really blessed uh, that the league is doing this. You know, the NBA championship was maybe three weeks ago. And maybe, I, I still feel yeah. like uh, I remember the parade or down the street in Oakland. Mike Brown wasn't even in Sacramento yet. Um, yeah. So it's, it's so quickly. Um, we're already in summer league. And it's great. It's a great opportunity for these uh, the guys that were drafted, the guys that weren't drafted, the guys that got, are on exhibit 10s, two ways to come in and prove that they belong. They got this opportunity. Now show us why you belong and what it gives you an opportunity to, to earn it um, the best way possible. That's, and that's what you get. Yeah, Marcus, you was in there last year, man, in the yeah, California man. Classic, bringing home trophies, man. Talk a little <laughs> bit about your experience in the Summer League last year. Yeah, man, it was cool. Good experience, man. Uh, like like who was saying, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a time in the NBA where it's a bunch of just hungry dudes just trying to prove themselves, so – uh, it's interesting. Sometimes you know it can get it can be some some bad basketball. You know, guys are trying to prove what they can do. 
but you know it's it's competitive, man, and that's 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 the most fun part about it. So, uh, yeah, but keep keeping tabs on this year's California Classic. Uh, I've been watching the Kings and stuff, man, and uh, yeah, man, that new Rook's looking good. Keegan Murray, man, he's looking good for the Kings. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, I think he'll fit in well with that with what the Kings got going. There was so much backlash, y'all, when when Keegan Murray got drafted because everybody wanted Ivy. We talked a little bit about it yeah. last week. But it's crazy because I feel like it's gonna make make him hungry. You saw him come out; he yeah. dropped like 20, 20 something the first game. Yeah. I was like, okay, this boy's ready. Yeah, no, no. I think, uh, like, like I said, uh, I think I said it a couple weeks ago. Man, I think, I think, no disrespect to Keegan Murray, I think he's gonna be a great player. He's shown he's NBA ready, you know. Right now, um, I just, me personally, I just, I feel like Jay Ivey's gonna be a superstar, man. I think he's got, he's got that, that it factor. He's got that next level that he hasn't really tapped into yet. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what he does in summer league and you know, how he progresses with uh, Kate Cunningham and those guys. And Detroit's got something brewing over there, man. Detroit's they got do. something brewing. They got a lot of young guys. So they do. Well, they got to keep up with the what's going on in NBA, man. The free agency started, and we ain't even really Crazy. tapped into that yet. Hey, what I say last week: the Kyrie situation is not oh over. Oh my gosh, it's not over. It's but not. You called, you called it. If you said that, you called it. <laughs> Last week we had uh we had our guy uh, on the show Ryan, yeah. Uh, we were talking you know NBA free agency and that's right when Kyrie signed his uh his player option, yeah. And uh, everybody thought you know they were gonna run it back one more year, and I said it man I said I don't think it's over though <laughs> I don't think it's over. <laughs> well, of course the Lakers. A week later, man, and who knows what's gonna happen. Well, you got you really got to think of uh, the GM over there in Brooklyn, Sean Marks. Yeah, and what what is he feeling right now? A year ago, let's go a year ago today. You just got KD, you just got Kyrie. You know, you guys are fresh out of COVID. Like, whoa! Like this is this is huge. This is monumental. You know, a year from now, we could be celebrating a, a championship with the, you know these two level of players. And so, I just really think that whatever happens. It, Sean, Sean Marks has to make sure that Brooklyn wins, whatever absolutely. happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you absolutely. mentioned you see you see the guys, the Lakers, trying to come in there and take everybody. They're like, hey, we want Kyrie. We want KD. We want all these pieces. They want to give up Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. And it's like, I think I think what the Nets are trying to do, you mentioned, they have to make it win for them. They have they have to be like four first-rounders. We saw Rudy Gobert get traded for like three, four first rounders and players. So if that's go bear price, Lord knows yeah. KD price. Absolutely. Man, uh, you know, I'm just throwing some stuff out there. From the Nets perspective, say you're the Nets, what's the what do you what are you looking for back for, for Kevin Durant, man? I think obviously you just mentioned, you know, Rudy Gobert and you see you see them you mentioned teams like the Suns and you know Miami but, right. and teams like that. Like, what, not, what is your what, price for Kevin Durant? It's not what are your what is your price. What are your pieces that you are able to maintain and you can build around? Like Ben Simmons. Let's not forget about Ben Simmons over there. Yeah. You know, it's true. Like Ben's over there. So, okay, Kyrie and KD are gone. Who else is still remaining? Like, that, that, yeah. that's my – I'm going to question your question. Yeah, I think it has to be one of those things where you look at it. You got Seth Curry still. You got Ben Simmons still. Joe Harris. Like, there's there's some okay building blocks there. 
Now, when you trade KD, you got to get a game-altering player, like an all-star caliber player. If you let KD go, even if it's a rebuild, you have to get a young piece you put there. And then Kyrie, same thing. So now you're bringing back, say it's a Westbrook you bring in in a, uh, in a Los Angeles deal. Let's just hypothetical. And then you bring in a DeAndre Ayton in a Suns deal with Michael Bridges. That's a team that's in the East. That's a, that's a squad. Westbrook, Ben Simmons. Now the personalities I don't know about. But yeah. the talent, like if you bring back that plus draft picks, I don't think that's a bad haul for the Nets. I, I, I think that, and I like I said, I think no disrespect to DeAndre and then the Suns guys, I don't think that's enough for Kevin Durant. I, I don't think that's – I think those players are very good role players. Like those are going to be like – I don't see I don't see DeAndre Aiden taking over a team. I don't see Mikael Bridges taking over a team. And I think – where they are in, in terms of their role, they're good, you know, second and third options. Um, and if I'm the Nets, KD's got four years on his contract. I'm not moving him until I get what I want. You know what I mean? What's like, that? Not, what's what's the player you want? Who's who's the player? Name him. Name the player. If I'm the Nets, I got to get somebody like a like a Scotty Barnes. I got to get somebody. Um, I mean, I. I if I'm I personally would take I would take uh, Portland's offer if the, I don't even know if they offered the hypothetical offer you know Anthony Simons Shaden Sharp four or five first round picks um, Nah that ain't I'm not doing that for KD dog I'm not think doing about that it. Do you, I think I think Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp have more star potential than Mikael Bridges and, and DeAndre Ayton I think. I think what we've seen out of DeAndre Aiden and Mikael Bridges is closer to their ceiling than what we've seen from – I mean, we haven't seen Jaden Sharp. But what we've seen from Anthony Simons is I, – I think he's got two more levels of what we've seen. You saw when Dane was hurt last year, he was putting up 30, 35 points a game. Yeah. I don't know. I just look at what – I look at what the Clippers did. When they, when they traded for Paul George, it was like you basically had to gut your whole team to pair yeah. him up with Kawhi. I know if you're getting KD right now to pair him up with – Whoever it is, Dame, CP3, and Devin Book, whatever pairing it is, you got to gut your whole team. Like they're talking about the Warriors trading Jordan Poole, Wiggins, all these scrubs with like four first round picks. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Yeah, I think man, it's like I mentioned earlier. The player I would want the most is probably Scotty Barnes. If I'm if I'm Scotty Barnes, I like Scotty Barnes, man. I think he's got you know a lot of potential. I think he's got a lot of growth in his game. And I think Toronto has other pieces that they can offer as well, as long along with the picks that uh, can you know, satisfy Brooklyn. So Scotty Barnes is, is a great individual. Um, he actually played in an eighth grade championship game or championship tournament at O'Farrell in San Diego. That's where right. I first got to watch that young man play, and um, and he lit it up. He was special. I got to talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, you ever been to California before?" And he said, "Yes." And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, I went to Stanford. I went to math camp. And I said, huh? Wow. You like, you, you know, you got your total package. And so, uh, you know, to hear Marcus um, say, you know, I, I would trade Kevin Durant for a piece like that. Um, and that, that is the rumor, you know, going around that KD is going to end up in, uh, in Toronto. Um, and, you know, let's see if he can, uh, if he can do what Y did. You know, 2019. Yeah. Go out on win a ship. Um, and I'll tell you that organization is appealing. Um, you know, from even from my point of view, uh, you know, Kawhi was able to go over there and do what he did, 
And I think that front office had a lot to do with that success and why it happened so quickly, so organically. And you could just tell that it was a beautiful basketball being played on that side in that conference. And it was no easy feat getting through Joel Embiid, you know, get, getting past Giannis to get yeah. to get, and then let alone go to Oracle, win the last game ever in Oracle Arena. Uh, you know, shout out Kawhi, and getting that yeah. done. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was, was going to just say if yeah, you're if you're Kevin Durant too, I think Kevin Durant's also kind of you know probably orchestrating a little bit where he wants to go. Not that he has all to say. But obviously, Brooklyn's not going to trade into a team that he's not going to want to go to. So if you're Kevin Durant and you're looking at these teams, like like you mentioned, the Suns trading, Suns probably have to trade Bridges, Cam Johnson, DeAndre, and a bunch of first-round picks. Is that team – I don't see that team as that great. I mean, obviously, you got Booker, you got CP3, you got Kevin Durant, but you've lost all your depth. You've lost all your rotational pieces. And there's well, not that many. There's not that many role players out there for agency right now. Well, let's yeah. talk. Let's just talk. Like, you think like this is where I, I want to start the question: Is KD going to go to the East, or I mean, stay in the East, or is he going to come back West? Like, I think yeah. he has to stay in the East in order to, like, you know, like he doesn't want to have to go through the Warriors. Just like I, you know, the Suns. Yeah. They bring in KD. They still got to get through the Warriors. And, and, you know, I hate to say that because there's so many more teams other than the Warriors. But as far as what the Warriors are returning, you know, there's some other teams that are of caliber talent-wise. But, you know, health has a lot to do with uh, the, the factor in the way the NBA's played out. Like, I, I just don't see the Nets being like, here, stay in the East. Like, if you're making yeah. a move, I think you're getting KD and Kyrie both out of the East. Absolutely. And trade him to trade him to the West, and because even if you get a haul back, you still don't want to face that guy four times a year. You know yeah. what I mean on a, on his revenge tour. I was going to ask about Toronto. Is that a spot where people like to go? Obviously, it's not here in the U.S. So, is that a spot where players, even though the organization is super structured and seems like they do a lot of things the right way when it comes to winning, is that a place that players want to go? Because, I mean, it's away from families. It's over, you yeah. know, over over the border, like. You think players want, like to go there? Uh, I'm, I'm not. We haven't really seen anybody say like I want to go to Toronto and you know, you know, build there. Um, you know, guys that usually are in Toronto are either drafted or, you know, traded there not by their own. Like Kawhi Leonard didn't necessarily say he wanted to go to Toronto. He was just traded right. to Toronto. Um, so I, I don't know. It's interesting, man, because nobody's really said that. Like, yeah, I want to go to Toronto and you know, try and win a chip. Um, so I, it, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Kevin Durant reacts to that. He hasn't really said much since the trade request. So it's kind yeah. of it's been, it's been kind of a mystery. I, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that you can talk about out there. My mystery team. And uh -oh. Uh -oh. I haven't heard, I haven't heard a lot of people say this. What do you guys think about Memphis? They, what they were think, what's that? Think about, think about Memphis. Very well coached, first and foremost. Yeah, they're very well coached. They're they, they were a, a great X's and O's team um, on 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 both sides of the ball. They they weren't streaky by any means, you know. Yeah. So, but 
That, that that's my opinion. What's up? What you got, Jeff? This, this is my Memphis. This is my Memphis take. Fits. I don't think fits. The, the only thing fit wise that doesn't seem right to me is that that team is full of dogs. Like just personality wise, just mental dogs. When you talking about like John, ja all them dudes, like. Dylan Brooks going out there elbowing people and taking people out in the playoffs. Like, they just come with a different – they're wired differently. When you start to break that team up, I'm not sure that, Kate, you take out a Jaron Jackson and a Dylan Brooks or whoever else has to go in that deal. KD, job that makeup is a little bit different. There's too much Twitter fingers in one in one room, if you ask so, me. So you're telling me that a team of – just say – let's just say the deal was Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, I don't know, Brandon Clark – and, you yeah. know, six first-round pick, five first-round picks. <laughs> right. You don't think a team of John Morant, Desmond Bain, Kevin Durant, and, you know, whoever else they got there is better than their current team right now? What's about that Kevin Durant? That don't scare me. That's What's different than that team versus the Brooklyn team with, with Kyrie on it? To me, like I, said, that team's scarier. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man, because I think just me personally, I think John Morant in his own right willed Memphis to the second seed. They didn't necessarily have a second option that you could say, here's a ball, go get a bucket. So I see a little bit of the same problem with that type of team, though, as I would. Like, is Jaw going to be your second option now? Because Jaw wants it in all those circumstances. Jaw wants it. And he's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm out. But how many games did they win without Jaw? They went like 13 and two. They did. Yeah, they have where it was like eleven and two or thirteen and two, so I, I, I'm not necessarily saying he didn't have a second option. I just I will agree with what Justin's saying though that the the personalities like a lot of it ha, you know has to do with maintaining the locker room, and that's why I said they're well coached. Um, they had guys buying in on both sides of the ball that gave, gave them the ability to play at a high level. It's what you do with that success. Um, that really defines you as a person. What do you do when you have all, you know, they always say, like, what do you do when you get all your money? You know, you're going to see the true character. And that's where you saw those personalities of those younger guys, um, you know, and you heard Clay. Clay hadn't even taken his jersey off, and he quoted uh, my man, said, you know, with the Twitter fingers and, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, that, you know, there's a level of professionalism and, uh, and, you know, it's a learning experience. Get in there so, is half the battle. Yeah, so this is this is my thing. So you, you mentioned, you know, breaking up team, uh, you know, team makeup and all that. What's the difference in breaking up Memphis and breaking up Phoenix? I think Phoenix, those guys are dogs as well. You know, you talk about Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson. You break up that team, that's that's a whole different team as well. Yeah. Is it just because they got CP and Devin Booker? It makes it a little better? I, I think you're right, though. I think whatever team gets KD – is going to have to rely so heavily on their top three options that it's yeah. going to make their team weaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. I mean, getting KD, obviously, it worked in Golden State, and it's going to work probably wherever he goes. But as far as winning a championship, you got to have the, the right supporting pieces. And I think whatever team right now with the asking price that, that Brooklyn has right now, whatever supporting pieces go, you're probably crippling your chances at, at at least getting to a championship in the West because the teams in the West are going to be tough this year. Yeah, I think, and I think you know, like we, like you said, I think whatever team he goes to, I don't, I don't think they'll win a championship. Not because I don't think Kevin Durant's a great player. I just think that he's arguably going to be the greatest player to ever be traded. 
I, I, in my eyes, he'll be the greatest player yeah. to ever be traded in NBA history. I think you have, you'd have to give up way – like, you're going to have to give up so much that your team – like you said, your team is, is crippled. Like, you, you have to pretty much restart. You got three top dogs, you know, option A, option B, option C, and then you got guys that aren't necessarily – that shouldn't necessarily be in NBA rotations, but you kind of got to fill them in just because, you know, you need pieces. Yeah. Well, like in the West, you're not getting past the Warriors, the Clippers. The Clippers are going to bounce yeah. back. Denver's bouncing back. Like, there's a lot of teams bouncing back. If you went to the East, there's one team I think if you went to the East and they have the, if they actually had the pieces and gave it up, is Miami. That's the only team I could really see him going and being like, all right, we probably could win a championship is with Miami because they got killers and, you know what I'm saying, the, the culture there is yeah. so stout too. And I feel like he would, he would have to buy into the culture and they're not going to give up Jimmy or Bam either. Yeah. But then you gotta look at yeah, look at Brooklyn's perspective. If they're not giving up Jimmy or Bam, I don't think you're getting enough back in return. I don't think Brooklyn's getting enough back in return. Yeah, Could not like that Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry. I don't think that's a that's a big enough haul for for Kevin Durant. And uh, that's why that's why I think this trade is gonna be so complicated, man. Because like I don't, I think there's gonna be it's too much one sided both ways. Well, now. There, there. We've seen superstars get traded in pairs, not necessarily KD and uh, Kyrie. Necessarily, it doesn't have to be those two. But do you see KD going in a package deal trade, or is he going to be a, a lone item? But I want to, I want to know your guys with with Kyrie or with. No, his... no. Just like, do you think it's going to be KD and say uh, Seth Curry? Like potentially, like, do you see it because him, him and two because like Kawhi and Danny and Danny, uh, Danny Green. Yeah, yeah. It's but gonna I have to be major. Yeah, the teams you look at that are that are interested in Kevin Durant aren't necessarily looking to give up a, a superstar in return. Like you look, you look at Kawhi, the Kawhi trade. They gave up Demar Derozan, who was an All Star, multiple year All Star. Plus, I think they gave up four first round picks. Um, they gave up uh, their young big Jakob Pertl. Um, but when you look at the Kevin Durant trade, like it's a lot of Brooklyn's asking for like a young piece, maybe like two young pieces, and then like four, four or five first round picks. I don't see them being traded for another All Star necessarily, though. Brooklyn, they hold so all the power right now. They're like, hey, y'all want Kevin Durant? Just show me your entire squad. Give me yeah. all your picks. This shit's crazy, bro. It's all playing yeah. out, man. I'm. I'm trying to think of the best fit. Like, if you were thinking best fit besides Golden State, because Golden State is yeah. the best fit. The best fit for him has – I would say, for me, it has to be Miami. Like, just – everybody has the same offer. I feel like Miami's the best fit for him because they have the other pieces, I think, to keep that Kevin Durant personality at bay. Whereas he goes to some other places, I think they can cause some controversy just with how he carries. Not in a bad way. I just think that his superstar kind of status would affect a lot of other teams. I don't know. That's yeah, a, I, I think for me, if I had if I had to pick where he could go, and I think they'd have to do a lot more work to you know build the team up and obviously put a lot more pieces around them. But I would pick Portland personally. I think Portland. Dame and Dame and Kevin Durant would be a, a lethal duo, a lethal duo. And then you got if they can keep guys you know like Josh Hart and uh, you know obviously they'll keep Nurkic, and then you have to build out the rest of the roster. You know they got Jeremy Grant. Like that's a that's a tough team, yeah. man. That's a tough team. So 
That'll be interesting. I, it's gonna be crazy to see how it all plays out. Who who you got, man? Who you, don't say the Kings, man. Don't don't come out here and say the Kings are gonna be the best fit. Who you think is gonna be the best fit if you had to pick just one fit for KD? Well, you know, Marcus got my got my brain juices flowing with that one. You know, he you know KD is Mister Nike, and uh, him to end up in Oregon, it could be a power move in, in himself, uh, and you know whatever his camp wants to accomplish with Nike, you know, they can do anything they want. Um, I could see that. I could actually see that happening. Um, but I, I really think you have to look at each team that's made it to the NBA finals on both sides. And I'm thinking it has to be a team that's been to the NBA finals in the last four years. Um, and I, I think that the front office that's going to get up, go after it and get it done is going to be Phoenix. If I had to, if I had to put my money on it. Yeah. The Suns, man. It's, it's crazy. Their rise. They they had an insane rise, man. Um, the thing about the Suns, too, is we didn't talk about it. DeAndre Ayton has to agree that he wants to go to Brooklyn because he's a free agent. Yeah. So if DeAndre Ayton's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Brooklyn, then the Suns are kind of out of luck. Well, they no. I think the Suns. That's what's holding it up, and so it's going to have to become a multi-team deal. And that's kind of where my where my mind goes with is KD going to be a part of a package deal? Is it going to be a multi-team deal? I think it's going to be a mix of both. Yeah, it's going to be insane. However, it plays out because I think if KD's gone, I think for sure Kyrie's gone. So it's Absolutely. almost like both of those guys are gone in the same deal. It's going to be a heavy package, like it. You said the best player of all time getting traded. This might be the most assets ever traded in one trade as yeah. well. So I could see that, man. We kind of saw a change in the garden uh, in football, too. Like Devontae Adams got traded. Tyreek Hill got traded. Y'all been keep what was you'll be keeping up with the, these trades, too? Looks like we might have lost him for a second. Let's talk, let's talk some of these NFL deals, man. Y'all been keeping up with the trades that have been going on. And I know training camp's coming up. Yeah. Nah, uh, I have I haven't really been uh, in the NFL world much, much to man. say the least. <laughs> man, man, let me talking? who let me inform you, man. The Los Angeles Chargers are Super Bowl bound in 2022-2023, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'll let him tell you that, man. <laughs> hey, man. man nah. he's got deep roots to the Chargers. You know, he's loyal to his soil. You know, yeah, absolutely. 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 The only way. Absolutely. Who's your, if you had a squad, who, because I'm a Niner fan and I know, you know what I'm saying, we were a couple plays away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Have an opportunity this year with my guy Trey Lance is probably going to be starting, man. So I'm excited about the Niners. Who's your squad? You got a squad? Like, I know you ain't been paying a lot of attention this offseason to football, but who's your squad? Uh, you know, my father's from Minnesota, so I, I get down with the Vikings, but I couldn't tell you, uh, who their quarterback is, or if you walk past, <laughs> you know, stayed at him. Um, but that's just how um, engulfed I am in basketball. And, okay, uh, okay. Basketball, and you know, my young man back here. You know, yeah. He, yeah. So. Justin, yes, let me ask you this, man. Justin, let me ask you this: If you're if the nine, look at the Niners situation, right? Is Trey Lance that bad, or can they just not trade Jimmy Garoppolo? What you mean is he that bad? Hold on, hold on. You got to phrase that differently. Okay. You said it that bad. Hold on a why, second. Why? Why hasn't Why hasn't the Jimmy Garoppolo move been done yet? You got Shoulder injury, mid- man. 
Come on, man. Shoulder injury, man. They, they, it was a shoulder injury. Had to happen, my man. And, you know, unfortunately, he had surgery at the wrong time. So once he's fully healthy, we can make it happen. And I think Trey Lance is going to be that good. I, that's the, I think it's the opposite of what you're saying. If they were really concerned about him, I think Jimmy G would have got extended. I don't think they would have. I think they would have did a lot of things differently this offseason. But everything out of camp has been Jimmy G is on his way out. So I believe in Trey. I got the Trey, I got the Trey Lance jersey around here somewhere. Man, this is this is what this is what I'm looking at though. Like if I'm the Niners, I think teams know you would know a shoulder injury in the healing process. And you're looking at a guy like Debo Samuel's new contract. He's waiting. They're saying they're waiting on that Jimmy Garoppolo situation to unfold to free up some money, obviously, for Debo and, you know, yeah. other guys on the roster. You're hurting you're hurting the chemistry of your star player by holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo, man. So is it is it really the, the shoulder injury, or are we looking at Trey Lance like, I don't know. I think I think it's all off-season talk, man. You know how it is during the off-season. They, they're like us, just a lot of hypotheticals, a lot of just smoke screens out there. But Trey Lance has been the guy in camp. And as you both know, if you're in camp, you're doing work, and the team starts to put pieces around you, it all it, there's a sign. Jerry Rice is talking about how he loves Trey Lance, too. And yeah. when Jerry's talking, I know I know he has some inside information. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, just, I believe a lot in the talent, and I think you don't invest. We've been talking about investing in draft picks and capital this entire episode when it comes to trades. The Niners traded up for Trey Lance. You don't invest that type of, that type of draft capital – picks into somebody you're not playing. Trey Lance is going to be starting, man. My opinion. Okay. Who'd I see you with the dog? What kind of dog is that? I see you with the dog. Uh, the the little dog? Yeah. That's a, that's a Yorkie poo. A Yorkie cross with a poodle. Yorkie okay. poo, huh? Yeah, Yorkie. <laughs> that's what's little up. Dog. Been... <laughs> you said I was your son in the background? How old is he? Yeah. Uh, Calvin, how old are you? About seven. When? How many days? Fourteen. No, hey. no. Ten days. Today's the fifth. Oh, yeah. Ten days. And then who's there this? Oh, okay. How old is he? Seven. What? Seven months? <laughs> yes, you seven months. But well, Calvin, happy up. early birthday, man. What do you say? What are you going to do to celebrate? Go Legoland. Hey, Legoland. That'll be fun. My second time. Say second time going? Yep. There it is. Okay, okay. There it is. Marcus, where were you? Sorry, what you said? Where were you born at? Salt Lake City, man. Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 But but you know where Marcus went to high school, Cal? Look at his hat. What's his hat? The Giants. That's not, that's not the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> do Who is that? Yeah. What is that? What letters are those? S-P? Yeah. Where's that? Oh, my goodness. That's no. crazy. I didn't know you were born in, in uh, Salt Lake, Marcus. Yeah, man. A lot of things came yeah. circle for you. In the, even this episode, man, San Diego yeah. connection down there, man. Yeah, yeah. So, well, man, he was, who? Yeah, he was born in San Diego. 
But okay, he's being silly. Uh, he's not a Padre fan, clearly. <laughs> he said the Giants. Man. The Giants. How about what team? Do you, who, who's your baseball team? Say it. The Dodgers. The who? Dodgers. Who? The Dodgers. Oh. I have like two teams, but the Dodgers are number. Dodgers are number one for you. Oh wait. <laughs> All right, you're wait. good. You're good. Get, get out of here. <laughs> it's good. Well, are you gonna be you gonna be going down to uh to the summer league at all? Who you gonna be you gonna be tapping in Vegas? I know Marcus is gonna be out there. Yeah, no, I'm uh I'm actually gonna go to the Padres Giants uh games uh starting Thursday, Friday, and then uh, I'm gonna go to summer league on Saturday. So I'm gonna go down to San Diego, catch some of those games. Um, my boy Titus. You know, see how he, yeah. see what he, yeah, see how okay, that goes. Okay, okay, there you go, there you go. I'm tap in and watch Marcus too, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I got, a, I got a group, I got a, you know, I got a gang of guys I got to go watch, evaluate, you know, that whole deal. Who's who's out there? You gonna be watching? Um, Who got your Manuel, eyes on out there? Uh, Manuel Terry over there, uh, Orlando Magic. Uh, Johnny Juzang with the Salt Lake City Jazz, the Utah Jazz, as well as Jonathan Williams out of Buffalo. Um, he's over there with the Jazz. What you got? Is that Don? Man, get that out of here. Charm out of here, dude. Get out of here. All right. All right. His, his, mom, his mom did that one. I can't take credit for that. I won't take <laughs> For that, but no. Yeah, we'll um, take for that. <laughs> so my boys, Nathan Williams. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a gang of other guys. Um, our guy Merck, uh, Nimi, Coleman. You know, over there, uh, CT Christian Terrell, Marcus's college teammate. Yeah. Uh, that you know, running with Stockton. Uh, good. There's a, there's a good amount of guys. You know, I'm blanking on a, a good chunk of them, but. Of um, hey, hey, where's Domingo playing? Uh, he's actually hurt right now, man. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's getting healthy, man. So uh, he'll, he'll be ready for the season, though. Hopefully, so we'll see what happens with him. No, that, I mean that, that's the time of the year to get right. So that's yeah. what it needs. To be. I'll have to reach out to him. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to you know getting out there, rubbing elbows, you know, nurturing current relationships, building new ones, so on and so forth. It's, uh, it's a great time to be in the mecca of Las Vegas. You know, yeah. Is it Las- Basketball to be played at all levels um, yeah, in Vegas. Well, I hope you get to watch some, some good hoop out there, man. Don't get in too much trouble out there in Vegas, hoop. And, uh, yeah. you know, it'll be fun times out there, man. I'll be watching for sure. We'll have to tap in with you uh, soon, dude. I, yeah. Talk to us about the season when the season starts up. We'll have to, well, before the season starts up. We'll have to connect to you again, my man. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Hope, appreciate my man, you, hope, appreciate man. you. Yes, sir. It's been another episode of Talk Your Talk. Marcus, man, who he always delivers, man. I love who, <laughs> man. Good dude. Yeah, good dude, man. Good dude. Uh, yeah, just a solid, like he, like he always preached, man. He just, just wants to be a solid individual. Yep. And we, we just saw it. We just saw it in the flesh right there, man. Good dude. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it was good talking NFL, some NBA, man. We'll have to connect. Well, next episode, we can just talk a little bit more about NFL because training camp is on the way. Right around on the, the corner, way, man. you know them charges gonna go eight and ten or eight and nine, I should say. <laughs> no, 
No, sir. We're going to the bowl this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put my prediction out here. What's today? July 5th, man. We're going to have – Chargers going to go 14-3. and three. Justin Herbert's going to be a first-time MVP. And uh, we're going to be in the Super Bowl. So, we, we can run oh. this back in February, man. Bro, July, hold on, hold on. July 5th. We- I was gonna say, let's. We gotta turn. Hold on a minute. We might have to just extend this episode a little bit, bro. You said Herbert's winning MVP. MVP. You don't believe that? Come on. You man. don't believe Look that? At- you just talking. That's that's the home run. You don't really believe that, right? Why don't I believe that? How, so so who is because so that means the Chargers are gonna have to have one of the best records in the league and probably the hardest division in the NFL with the Chiefs, Broncos with Russ now, Raiders obviously got Devontae Adams. They're gonna have to have a 13 and four, like 14 and three type season. I agree. This is my thing. Look at, no, no look at this. So the AFC West, man, is gonna be a battle. It's gonna be high powered offenses, all that. So the numbers are gonna be there. The numbers yeah. are gonna be there. If the Chargers can come out of the AFC West, that is just a feat in itself. Like you gotta look at that. Like that's a playoff run. If they if they you, if they come so you're telling you're me have to, we're going to have to say, hold on. We got to do a full-ass NFL. Next is going to be a full-ass NFL issue. You better come with some heat, dog, because there ain't I'm no way I'm letting that slide. I'm gonna come, come with, with the facts, facts. too. <laughs> I'm not letting that slide. All right. Next, Justin next Herbert, week, man. Next, next week. week, I'm putting my Justin Herbert MVP campaign out there. You heard it. Well, Marcus is putting his Justin Herbert MVP, and I'm, I'm going to dissect the shit out of that next time we talk, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, shit, Marcus. It's been real. We're going to talk your talk next time, man. Yes, sir. All right.